Johnny Culver is the managing director of New York's Equity Library Theater, which presents a semi-annual festival of new works by American writers, as well as rare plays and screenplays in association with the New York Public Library. Johnny also manages the Woodside Players of Queens and the Fifth Avenue Theater. He has directed students of HP Studios, AADA, Lenox Hill House, Encore Center, and Circle in the Square Theater School. His plays have been performed in New York, Texas, and Philadelphia. He has directed over 50 productions in the tri-state area. You can find out more about Johnny and his work at the website equitylibrarytheater.info. For this reading of In Plain Sight, the role of Mrs. Smith is played by Regina Yeager. The role of Mr. Smith is played by Jay Lindbury, with opening intros and descriptions read by Johnny Culver. The Smith House Afternoon. Oh dear, I seem to have lost my eyeglasses. Misplaced them. I just can't find them again. Not again. Did you check in the drawer next to the icebox? That's where you usually find them. I haven't been to the icebox all day. There's no reason for them to be in there. The icebox is empty anyway, pretty much empty. Did you check in the drawer of the nightstand in your bedroom where you keep your tissues and nose spray? I haven't used the nose spray in quite a while. They wouldn't be in there. I haven't used the drawer in quite a while. Maybe you left them by the TV. On the table with the TV listings, maybe you were checking to see what time your program was on. No, my program was canceled. It's no longer on television. Oh, it's such a shame. It always made me laugh. True. I have not heard you laugh in a long time. Well, who has time to laugh when your eyeglasses are missing? Certainly not me. Guess I'll just have to buy another pair. What? Another pair? No, you... We will keep looking until we find them. Those thick eyeglasses cost a lot of money. It seems that... Recently, you've been losing them more and more. If we can't find them this time, no more eyeglasses. No more eyeglasses. But I can't see without them. I can't drive the car. I can't watch TV. I can't even see in the icebox without them. I have to work two jobs to pay for those expensive eyeglasses. Had to get a second job. You should have put a chain on them so you wouldn't lose them. <laughs> Many people work two jobs these days. You never told me what your second job was. It's, it's not... It's not another night watchman job, is it? No. My second job is a day job. I work mornings and rest in the afternoon, then go to work at night as a night watchman. Armed. I never Uh, see you. You are gone all day and all night working. Now, Now, where could my glasses be? Try to remember where you were last night. Retrace your steps. Well, I, I was home when I, I, I went out for a bit. Out? At night? Where could you have possibly gone at night? Nowhere special. Just about. I wasn't out for long. What is your new job? Uh, where is it? At the motel over by the highway. I clean the motel rooms, tidy them up before the, from the night before. Oh, what a nice job. I hear the motel is very nice. That, that, that's nice. Yes, I clean and straighten up. If someone leaves something behind, I take it to the front desk. If they forget something, sometimes I forget to take things to the front desk, though. Well, that's nice. Some people can be so forgetful. <laughs> now, where could those eyeglasses be? I can't see a thing. Yes, some people can be so forgetful. He pulls the eyeglasses from his pocket. It's amazing what people can leave behind on the table, by the bed, in the motel room. 
Yes, I, uh, I can imagine. Where are those eyeglasses? I, I must have left them here somewhere. Well, look what I found under the chair, your eyeglasses. Oh, well, I must have dropped them. I guess they were here the whole time. He hands his glasses to his wife. Here, dear, you mustn't be so forgetful. Put on your eyeglasses. You mustn't go out at night again. You never know what could happen to you. He pats his coat pocket. You never know. Curtain. That was good. Did anybody hear me? That was really nice, especially if again, it couldn't be more bland. And you wonder where it's going to go because it was a, a domestic scene that we've gone through a thousand times in our lives. And then suddenly there's a, an atmosphere of, of real menace here. So that was fun. I liked it. Good, thanks. I appreciate that. Yeah, I agree. It, um, you know, I, I was thinking at the beginning, you know, this is just three pages of well, where your eyeglasses, where your eyeglasses, and all of a sudden everything pulls together and there's the tone of, okay, I know what I know what you are you're up to. Be careful. I got a gun, you know. Um, and it all it all comes together very well. Nice little piece. Thanks. The problem with it was trying yeah, to figure figure out the the logistics about how how she left them there and he saw them there and 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 also brings up the question who is she with i mean she's she's obviously screwing around behind his back with with her thick eyeglasses so i guess when she takes them off she doesn't even know what the person looks like that she's screwing around with <laughs> i love it very much very funny, um, just very surreal, just like I have to work two jobs for these glasses. It's like, it just kind of like early Edward Albee and um, Donald Bartleby, oh. you know, Donald Bartleby, the fiction writer, just this, this very, uh, it just, you just, we get pulled into this world and it, and it's, it was delightful, actually, that's the word, so well, nice job. To play the devil's advocate a little bit, Johnny, um, if, if she has such bad eyesight, how would she have forgotten her glasses? Wouldn't she be unable to see? That's a good question. How did she get back from the hotel without her glasses? Yeah. Did she go stumbling through the cornfield or by the side of the highway or something? I don't know. <laughs> there are no cornfields in there. Maybe. <laughs> but you have to tell that. You have to. I don't know. I don't know. It's best to leave things up, up to conversation after the play. I think it's kind of fun. I'm saying maybe she just got a ride home. So she was on. A maybe, yeah, good point. I'm saying, yeah, role play. You know, they're in some kinky stuff. She's like feeling around. If you had made them reading glasses, that, you wouldn't have that problem. But then they wouldn't be sick. Yeah. And yeah, that's you'll true. make them sick. Huh? <laughs> you don't have to make them sick. But they are according to the right play. Um, but I think the thick the uh, the fact that they're thick eyeglass lenses adds a little more of the um, the um, the far side comic stripness of this. Yeah, true. Yeah, she sure could have gotten a ride home. That's mm -hmm. uh, it's funny. Once the word gun, once someone mentions the word gun in a play, it changes everything about the play. Even just patting the, the pocket. Yeah, just the word. Amazing. Well, especially in a such a short piece like this, yeah. 
And what was Johnny? What what were you envisioning? Uh, were you envisioning this envisioning this being on a stage at some point? I have no idea. I must have been sitting at my desk at work waiting for it to become six o'clock, and I just had time to write three pages. So that's it. <laughs> no idea. But but it's been around for a good ten years now, and 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 it's one of my favorite pieces. The timeless topic of adultery. <laughs> eyeglasses. Sloppy adultery. Yeah, eyeglasses, yeah. Because it's All almost right. like when you, it's almost real quick when you have a husband and wife and she knows he's lying and he knows she's lying and there's this there's this stalemate that they're both petrified each other's going to find out the truth about what's really going on. I mean, we've all been in that situation before. <laughs> there are wheels turning. <laughs> <laughs>